to take over the kingdom, you must first behead the king. But what if you don't have to? What if the king is just ousted? What if he just steps aside? Dalvin Cook is no longer a Minnesota Viking, and it is the Alexander Madison Show. Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Weislicker. Follow me on all social media at Weislicker. Be true to that self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, earn your chip. I'd like to welcome you guys. Um, I know you didn't hear from me on Monday or Tuesday or anything like that. I was dealing with uh, toothache. Powering through right now, still feeling the remnants of it, um, but we're going to power through. We're going to record some episodes here tonight and uh, release them for you over the next few days, and we're going to start with Alexander Madison. We're going to talk about him. Um, the first thing I also want to ch- talk to you guys about, we're going to make a change. We're no longer going to do Mock Draft Mondays. Um, everybody does Mock Draft Monday, and they all call it the same thing. So we're going to change our date for mock drafts. We're not going to do mock drafts on Monday like everybody else. We want to be different. We want to be diverse. We want to change the landscape of things. This is much more than fantasy football to me. This is therapy. And because so, and because mock drafting and drafting in general helps our cause, We use it to enhance our skills. We are going to change it to Therapeutic Thursdays, where we are going to mock draft on Thursdays. So you'll get the mock draft episodes on Thursdays from now on. And it's therapeutic for us up until the beginning of the season. So there you have it. We've changed that for you. And that's going to start next week. I understand you didn't get a mock draft this week, but next week you're going to get mock drafts. I'm probably going to give you multiple mock drafts. Uh, probably do one on Tuesday as well as Thursday, but for right now we're just gonna we're gonna say Thursday. I'm not gonna guarantee anything as of right now, but that's what I'm thinking, and that's what we're gonna do. Now, back to Dalvin Cook. As of right now, he is not signed with another team. Um, from our understanding, it's a money issue. Uh, he's asking for to get closer to the 10 mil mark. And he hasn't gotten that as of yet. Um, And it's unfortunate that the Miami Dolphins, who people thought he was going to go to, they haven't offered him that yet. But there's going to be a new sheriff in town, brand new running back one atop the depth chart, and we're talking Alexander Madison. And they shoved these stats down your throat because – He's moving up draft boards. He's moving up draft boards. Um, You're now – he's in the space of, I believe, running back 20. Um, But he's going ahead of, you know, running backs. He's going ahead of Dalvin Cook himself, of course. He's going ahead of Damian Pierce, DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, um, James Conner, Rashad White, Isaiah Pacheco, Javante Williams – and uh, James Cook, A.J. Dillon, David Montgomery, just to name a few. 
Now, again, running back 20, you know, you're, you're looking at him going after running backs like uh, Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, Aaron Jones, Kenneth Walker. But I suspect that he's going to jump these guys um, as things progress and keep moving uh, because people are looking at this and they're looking at the workload. They're projecting his workload. Yo, he's going to get all the carries. He's going to be the number one guy. And all of this is true. He's going to be the number one guy. You know, he's going to get a ton of opportunity. And to a lot of people, opportunity is king when it comes to fantasy football. For us, you know, we, we try to look at more scale down. We look at the nitty gritty. We try to drill down to exactly what's going to happen here and try to project what's going to happen here. Um, and the statistics that people are constantly throwing out now with Alexander Madison is in the six games without Dalvin Cook, he had 117 carries for 477 yards, and he scored five total touchdowns in those six games. When we break that down for fantasy purposes, he was averaging 20 fantasy points a game, which, of course, would put him as a top 10 fantasy running back. If we were going by those, you know, points per game and PPR, which that's typically all we cover here. That actually, that would make him um, in 2022 last year. Um, that would have actually made him a top five back. He would have been a top five back for fantasy purposes if he was averaging 20 points a game. Now, other people don't. They're not going to look at those six games. They just say six games, he was averaging 20 fantasy points. This is, the, this is the production that we're looking at getting from Alexander Madison. Well, again, on this show, we want to drill down. So we want to look at those six games that we knew that Dalvin Cook was going to be out, Alexander Madison was going to be the starter. We want to look at those six games, and those six games came over the 2020 season and the 2021 season. Four games came in the 2021 season. Two games came in the 2020 season. Now, mind you, Alexander Madison was drafted in 2019. People have handcuffed him to Dalvin Cook since that time. He gave us no starts in 2019. So he gave us no viability because he missed the same games that Dalvin Cook missed. So we got nothing from him in 2019. In 2020, you get the two games that he started uh, that Dalvin Cook missed. And in 2021, we get four games that Dalvin Cook missed. And Alexander Madison, after you've held him for three years, he finally gave you fantasy-relevant numbers here in 2021. And then in 2022, he was fantasy-irrelevant because Dalvin Cook played every single game and Alexander Madison wasn't out of start. You held him as a handcuff for no apparent reason. For nothing. You had him for nothing. You wasted draft pick on him for nothing. Now, mind you again, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. People like to do handcuffs. They like to get their guys. Um, they try to make sure they have that safety net. That's on them. That's not on me. I don't do that. I don't give a fuck about drafting a handcuff when I can draft, you know, three 
or four actual starting running backs and be good throughout the season unless somehow or another all four of them goes down, which is, you know, you you say never say never, but I've never had four starting, four running backs that I've drafted in fantasy, all four of them go down. It just hasn't happened. But, again, either way, people like to, you know, get their guys and make sure that they have that safety net for their guys. So, let's, again, drill this down. We'll break this down and talk about the six games without Dalvin Cook for Alexander Madison. The first game that we're talking about was in 2020. was in the 2020 season, the 2020 to 2021 season. November 1st, 2020, they faced off against the Atlanta Falcons. Alexander Madison had 10 carries for 26 yards. It's 2.6 yards a carry. This is atrocious. He had no touchdowns. He had one reception for four yards. He finished out with four fantasy points. And you started him. You started him, and he busted. Why? At the time, Atlanta was the number six ranked rush defense coming off of just giving up a 100-yard game to the Panthers. This was the first that was the first 100-yard game they had given up that season. So he struggled against this particular defense. They lost this game, by the way. And then looking at this game, he didn't score any touchdowns. He had two red zone carries. When you have red zone carries and you don't get any touchdowns, again, with our models, we're looking at how many red zone touches you get. We love the running backs with a lot of red zone and goal line touches. We love that. He didn't get many opportunities. I mean, he didn't get many opportunities at all. He only had 10 rushing attempts here. So we're talking 20% of his carries happened in the red zone, but he didn't convert any touchdowns off of them. Um, as far as if he, he didn't get – he didn't have a carry on the goal line. I won. So, his one carry on the goal line. He didn't have a carry on the goal line. Excuse me. Um, the second game was the season finale. Dalvin Cook was sitting out of this game. So, we knew Alexander Madison was going to come in. But this particular game, and this is what people don't want to tell you. They're, they're telling you this game didn't even count for fantasy. Nobody has a fantasy football championship. If, if you have a fantasy football championship in week 17 at the time, because they had not yet moved to the 18-week schedule. So this was the final game of the season, which for fantasy purposes means absolutely nothing. But if you do have championships that are done in week 17. He would have scored 29.5 fantasy points for you. He had 21 carries, 95 yards, one touchdown, three receptions for 50 yards. He averaged 4.5 yards a carry. He was doing his thing. But this came against a Detroit defense who ended the season ranked 29th 
because at the time they were 29th in rush defense, giving up over 135 yards per game. He had four red zone carries in that game and got you that one touchdown. But again, this was a game in week 17 that did not count for fantasy purposes. So again, we put this out here. Yes, this was a great game for him. It was a great game. But it meant nothing for fantasy owners because your championship was already held in week 16. But this, again, is stuff that people won't tell you. They don't tell you this when they're putting these things together. They're talking about how great it was. Alexander Madison, so great. That 29 points meant nothing to you. It meant nothing. The 16 points, the 16 points, six points that he scored in week five when Dalvin Cook went down, you didn't even have him in your lineup because you started Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook got hurt midway through the game. So the 16 points that he got there didn't mean a damn thing to you. The only time you were counted for points, you were counting on him for points in the year 2020, you were counting on him for points, was week six against Atlanta, and he showed up with four fantasy points. So people aren't going to tell you that the 2020 season, they're, they're going to say, oh, but he scored 29 fantasy points against the Detroit Lions in week 17. It didn't even count for us. It didn't mean nothing. So we got absolutely no production from him as far as fantasy purposes were concerned in 2020. But they count those two games in these six games that we're talking about. In 2021, we held on to this guy. Three years, we've been holding on to him. He had four games where we knew he was going to be the starter, and he delivered in all four of these games. We're not going to say he didn't deliver in all four of these games. Let's go over them real quick. So, the first game of that season that he played was September 26. Against the Seattle Seahawks, he, gave, he, he got 26 carries for 112 yards, eight targets, Six receptions for 59 yards that equated to 23 fantasy points. 23.1 fantasy points. He did not score a touchdown in this game despite having five red zone carries. Five. He got no goal line carries in this game. Goal line carries inside the five. He didn't get any goal line carries inside the, on his, in this game. But he did great. Against a Seahawks rush defense that was ranked 31st in the league. They, at the time, they were giving up 162 rushing yards a game. This is what they were giving up. A game. This shit is crazy how many rushing yards they were giving up. But he did his due diligence, man. 4.3 yards a carry. He was, he was balling. The next game he played. October 10th, 2021, against the Detroit Lions. We're back to the Lions again. Uh, He's having a field day with these dudes. Two games against the Detroit Lions, 25 carries, 
113 yards, seven targets, seven receptions, 40 yards, and a receiving TD. Got him 26.3 fantasy points. He only had one red zone carry in this game. No goal line carries. He averaged five point, excuse me, 4.5 yards per carry. Now, again, that Seattle game, they won that. That Detroit game, they won that. But this was against a Detroit team that at the time was ranked 24th in rush defense. They were giving up 133 yards a game. So he balled out. Again, man, we're talking about bottom of the league rush defenses. Then he played. Detroit again later on in the year. The next time we started him, it was against Detroit. This is three times we're playing Detroit. On December 5th, 2021. At Detroit, they lost this game, by the way. But he had 22 carries for 90 yards, a touchdown, three receptions off three targets for 34 yards. Took him nine red zone carries to get a touchdown. He carried the ball nine times in the red zone. Damn near half his production, half of his carries, damn near half of his carries came off of red zone carries. That's how deep they were in the fucking, that's how deep they were in Detroit territory every time they got the ball. That was 21.4 fantasy points for him. But again, this is a Detroit team. I told y'all before, earlier in the season, they were 24th. By this particular time, they were 29th in the league, giving up 34, excuse me, 134, 134 rushing yards a game. These dudes got worse as the season progressed. As the season progressed, their rush defense got worse. So he took advantage again of a bottom five defense, which is great. That's what you're supposed to do. So four times we're talking, he took advantage of bottom-feeding defenses. Then the last game that we have was against the Los Angeles Rams on December 26, 2021. He carried the ball 13 times for 41 yards, one touchdown. He had four targets, three receptions for 29 yards. It equated to 16 fantasy points. At the time, the Los Angeles Rams were the number six overall rush defense, giving up 99 yards per game. He had three red zone carries, and he had that one carry on the goal line, which he did score the touchdown on. You're in six, six point per TD leagues. He got you six points. If he didn't get that touchdown, what would have been the amount of points he would have scored? Ten. Ten points. TD is not a predictive stat. We don't predict. We can't predict TDs. What we try to do to give you the most of what a person is going to do is we look at their red zone numbers as well as goal line touches. He had 34 red zone touches for this for this time frame. Uh, excuse me. He had 34 for the, the entire season. Within those 
within these, excuse me, he had 34 for the entire season of 2021. But in these six games that we're talking about, he had 24 red zone carries, only one carry on the goal line in these six games that we're discussing. And he scored three touchdowns. Man, three touchdowns out of 24 tries. Whew. That is not good mathematics right there. That is not good mathematics there. It's just not. We all know it. What is that, about 12%? Something like that? It's like 12%. This is atrocious. But again, they're going to give you the numbers. They're going to say, boom. This is what... This is what he's done for us. Now, the way I look at it, and again, people will say, hey, man, you're wrong for this. I'm not wrong for this. That week 17 game that didn't count for anybody's fantasy because nobody plays their fantasy football championship in week 17. I would personally throw that game out. And I know people will say, well, that's unfair to throw that game out. It's unfair to give them that game when it didn't mean a thing to anybody. So if we take the five games that actually counted, we're still looking at a respectable average for him. We're looking at an average of 18.2 fantasy points, which again would still put him in a top 10 range. In 2022, had he finished that way, he'd have still been a top, he'd have been a top six back. He'd have been, he'd have been top seven. He'd have been up there. He'd have been that way. So we're still talking about a guy who those averages in those five games saying that he's oh he's a guy that we should be going to get however again we're looking at those games and we're talking about him playing bottom feeding rush defenses and when he plays top tier rush defenses he is touchdown dependent When he played against the Rams and only had 41 yards off of 13 attempts, that's 3.2 yards a carry, which is well below our threshold. We want our running backs running, you know, over mid fours, four, four or five, 4.5 yards a carry is is what we want you guys to be. If you're at 4.1, 4.2, you know, we understand like you're doing what you can. But man, this guy's career average is below four yards of carry. His average last season with Dalvin Cook, all he had to do was spell Dalvin Cook, and he couldn't be efficient. He was at 
3.8 yards per carry with Dalvin Cook being on the field and him coming in spelling Dalvin Cook. Another metric that we look at is yards created per touch. The elite guys, the guys in the top 10, these guys create over three and a half yards per touch on their own. They create that. They have great elusive ratings. Two and a half yards per kick. Two and a half yards created for Alexander Madison. If he was a starting back, that would put him at 29-30, which is the bottom of the league. I understand volume, opportunity. He's going to be the guy. I get it. The problem that I have, and I think that he's being overdrafted here, is because I don't believe that this guy is going to be efficient enough to warrant him being taken Before these other guys, I, I just don't understand why people are. You're going to put him and you're going to take him over these other guys. It's it's strange to me. You know, if he plays the entire season, I, I expect he's not going to be one of those guys that's going to be you know, eighteen fantasy points a game. 18 fantasy points a game, man. We're talking better than than Saquon's production last season. We're talking better than, you know, uh, we're talking better than Nick Chubb's production last year. You know, we're talking we're talking up there with the Derrick Henry production. You know, he had better he would have had better production than than Tony Pollard, Joe Mixon, James Conner, Ramondre Stevenson, you know, Aaron Jones. He would have had better production of, of those guys. We're talking top ten backs here. We're talking top ten fantasy backs that he would have been that he would have been ahead of production of. And we're talking he would have been in that echelon in the in the in the conversation. With the Austin Ecklers, the Christian McCaffreys, last year's Josh Jacobs, the Derrick Henrys, and the Saquon Barkleys, and the Nick Chubbs. That's who we're talking about him being in the company of. If he's able to do what these skewed numbers saying he could do. He's not playing rush defense number 29 every fucking game. He's not doing that. We have to temper our expectations for this guy. And we and honestly, we can't keep drafting them in front of these, these, these guys who, quite frankly, have just as much opportunity as him. Damian Pierce has just as much opportunity as he does, as he has. Is that not true? 
Cam Akers, there's nobody in the backfield with him. He's got just as much opportunity. James Conner, there's nobody in the backfield with him. He's got just as much opportunity. Rashad White, just as much opportunity. Isaiah Pacheco could potentially have just as much opportunity depending on what they do with Clyde edwards layer. But we're talking, that that's, that's three or four guys that I've already named that have just as much opportunity as he, as he has. In the back half of the season, Cam Akers shown that he could be efficient. He, he was running at a clip of four point, over 4.5 yards per carry in the last half of the season. You know, James Conner hasn't shown to be quite efficient, but he gets red zone uh, touches, gets goal line touches, and he, which means he has more of an opportunity to score touchdowns. Damian Pierce, on the back half of the season, he started collecting receptions. So he started becoming a dual threat back. Which if he continues that, he could, again, have just as much opportunity as Alexander Madison, except he was more efficient with his touches. This is what we're talking about, man. You got to go out here, you got to look at Who's being drafted where? And think to yourself, man, is Alexander Madison really worth me going out here and spending that pick on him when I could get somebody else later that could do roughly the same thing? He's even going before Dalvin Cook. I understand Dalvin Cook doesn't have a team right now, but he's he's going before that. As of right now, where the picks is going, it, it's like Deontay Johnson, Miles Sanders, Alexander Madison. I'm again, I am suspecting that he's going to jump Miles Sanders. I'm suspecting that he's going to jump Miles Sanders in the next week or two. Uh, right now, Miles Sanders is running back 19, and Alexander Madison is running back 20. They're going back-to-back picks. They're interchangeable. I'm thinking he's going to jump them. I'm thinking he's going to keep climbing the boards here. Um, Again, this is all drafts up until now. Again, I'm thinking he's going to climb this. But he's going before Trevor Lawrence, Mike Evans. I mean, if I got an option, if I had the option of with my pick in the fifth round, that's where he's going in about the fifth to the sixth round, if I had the option of going, hey, man, uh, am I going to go Alexander Madison or am I going to go, you know, Trevor Lawrence? Uh, I'm probably going to go Trevor Lawrence, man, and, and wait until the next round and pick up a Cam Akers or even Dalvin Cook. You know what I'm saying? He's just going to wait until the next round and pick up one of those guys. Because it helps my team out a little bit better. Or I if I if I already got a quarterback or I got a quarterback later on in mine and I don't want to pick Trevor Lawrence quarterback eight, I'm going deeper into my into into my drafting. I draft Mike Evans here in, in round five, six, and then get Cam Akers on a comeback, or even Damian Pierce on a comeback. Cam Akers or Damian Pierce, and then you know, go for my if I if I want to get a quarterback at that time, 
take a shot on Dak Prescott or Tua Tungvaloa. Like, it, it's just building those draft strategies where you're not wasting your picks on guys who aren't going to return the value. I do not believe that where he's being drafted, Alexander Madison is going to return value for you because he's right now, I mean, yes, he's being drafted at running back 20. This is fine where he's being drafted now. But once he starts shooting up, he's going to start shooting up and he's going to be drafted. People are going to be drafting him as a top 10 back. I've seen it already. The ADP hasn't changed to that. But people are drafting him as a top 10, top 12 back. And I don't believe he's going to return that value. Right now, where his ADP is sitting because they hasn't made that adjustment as of yet, running back 20 is fine. You can take him there. But once he starts to get up into that top 15, top 12 range, I'm thinking you're going to need to go go look for something else. Because at that point in time, when we're talking that top 12, top 15 range, he'll be going ab- above Travis Etienne, Jameer Gibbs. He'll be going right around that area with Najee Harris. Uh, and if we're talking wide receivers, we're talking Drake London, Terry McLaurin, you know, uh, even Joe Burrow, as far as quarterbacks are concerned, are being drafted around that range. If he starts to go there, you definitely – Definitely, definitely want to want to avoid him at that particular point. I am not saying that this guy isn't going to be the workhorse. He's going to get the volume. He's going to get the the targets. Um, but again, he is not shown to be efficient against good rush defenses, and he can't play a bottom five defense every single week. Unfortunately, you know. But if you guys disagree, that's on you. I'm just giving you the information. I appreciate you guys listening to me as always. Be true to thine self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, baby, earn your chip. I'll see you on the next one.